I won't have time to get into it uh, either when you read uh, the Old Testament and let's say we look at uh, the law. Uh, what God had told um, Moses to write down on the tablets uh, to everything from Levitical law, uh, all of the ins and outs and this and that, uh, or another example would be the ark, um, Noah and the ark. Uh, both instances, God was very specific about what to do, what to use, how to make it, how to put it together, uh, gave uh, very uh, complete instructions uh, on how all this stuff was supposed to be done. Uh, one of the things about uh, not the temple itself and the worship where the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was and things that were already established within the, within, uh, the tabernacle, uh, there are a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of things that they prepared and Solomon did when you read, uh, they, you know, they made these things of gold. There's a lot of in, in, you know, specific, uh, very uh, wonderful, um, the Bible described this work, uh, we've heard it even preached recently, as exceeding magnificent. It was a great work. Uh, but I believe that a lot of the money uh, and a lot of the, the gold and silver and the stones, a lot of the, the artistry uh, and uh, the extravagance uh, that was put into this temple, I feel that, uh, that Solomon uh, had a lot of liberty to do that. Uh, we don't find in many places where God, we know under inspiration of Scripture it's recorded for us, uh, but not a lot like God said, do this and do this and do this and do this. Uh, I believe out of the, their heart, uh, and their love for God, they wanted, uh, they wanted what was best uh, for the house of God. Are you following me? Uh, so uh, if you've ever watched uh, television uh, with uh, uh, like the TBN, uh, you know, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and you might see some of these very, you know, ornate types of sets uh, where they're recording or uh, perhaps churches that, uh, that have um, uh, very ornate uh, settings. Uh, even even if you go to places in you know uh, where there's lots of stained glass and a, a lot of finances and things that were put in, and, and boy, they just they just did it up uh, and uh, and they've they blown it out of the park. I don't think compares at all uh, to the glory and majesty of what uh, what they did uh, in the building uh, of uh, the the house uh, of God. And so I want to look at it today and connect it to uh, the stewardship side of it uh, and the pledge side of it because we're doing a pledge today. Uh, we're not building a, a, a temple. We're not building a church. We're remodeling a kitchen, all right? Uh, and uh, you say you want uh, uh, solid gold ovens uh, and, uh, you know, precious stone encrusted uh, spatulas uh, and, uh, and everything else so that we could just do the kitchen up uh, in, in the manner of how they did uh, the temple? No, that's not what we're doing. But there's some principles involved in here that I think are very helpful for us in regards to stewardship. Uh, it's not a stewardship message, and there's a lot of, a lot of um, principles uh, regarding that in the Bible. In fact, uh, there's more in the Bible about finances than there is about heaven, all right? And so you, if you ever, you ever think this in your head, um, I go to church uh, and they talk about money a lot. Uh, that's because money is in the Bible a lot. <laughs> uh, the, you can't hardly go anywhere in the Bible and it not be part of the, the, the discussion. Uh, mainly because, uh, you know, as human beings, uh, that expression, you know, money makes the world go round. 
uh, is true. Uh, and, uh, and I know full well, if I want to get into people's heads, uh, if I want to if I wanna, uh, in, just provoke them uh, or uh, evoke some type of emotion from them, uh, I just start talking about money and it is on. Uh, and uh, so uh, just relax. Uh, it's okay. It's all Bible. Uh, and, uh, and again, if you're here visiting, so great, I'm here and they're taking up an offering. Don't stress. You don't got to give anything. Uh, it's for our church, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, if you join the church next week, you can give all you want uh, and, uh, to that. No. So there's principles of ownership. We know that God owns everything. Do you agree with me? Say amen. amen. We're stewards of what God gives us. Uh, we give an account for all of it. Uh, by the way, we're stewards of uh, our money. Uh, we're stewards of people in the sense of uh, as we have children, children are heritage of the Lord. He gives them to us. We steward them. We, uh, we, uh, we raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and by His grace. And uh, and the uh, Bible says we're supposed to lay up treasures in heaven. And uh, in uh, Matthew and in Luke, it says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Uh, God says we're supposed to be cheerful givers. Uh, uh, we're supposed to be liberal in giving. Uh, uh, we have examples of things like like the widow's might and uh, where she gave all of her living or uh, that were to grow in the grace of giving. I'll be preaching a missions conference this next week in Indiana uh, and I'll be talking all about the fellowship of the ministering to the saints and, uh, and how God, uh, ex- what God expects and how we can prove the sincerity of our love and that kind of giving. The Bible says that, uh, the, that the God will uh, give unto us and press down and shaken uh, and give and it shall be given. Uh, and we're not to hold back the best for ourselves and give to the Lord. we not to dwell in sealed houses and, uh, and the house of God lie in waste. Or, uh, or David would be another example where he refused to offer something to God that didn't cost him anything. So I'm just... Uh, just there's a lot of principles in the Bible in re- regarding stewardship, uh, but there's a lot of 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 liberty uh, in the free will offering and the in the giving that we see in texts like this where they they gave willingly, uh, and and by the way they gave a whole they gave a lot. Um, when you when you look what God required of them in the Old Testament economy. Now, we're under grace, and we can have a debate about tithes and offerings and, you know, all that different thing. Should we? And uh, on and on and on. I believe that we ought to tithe, and I think we ought to give. Uh, I think it's a New Testament principle. It's not just an Old Testament principle. In fact, it was established before the law. Uh, but uh, they, were, they were, if you read, you'll see that they were required to give their first fruits, uh, and they gave their tithes and their offerings. Uh, but then when they went to the temple... Uh, and they were, I mean, they are bringing stuff and this many sheep and that many goats and on and on and on and on. It seemed like there was never an end. Uh, it, it almost like, uh, and, and David gave whatever, 120,000 sheep. It almost, it almost feels when you read the Old Testament like they were just breeding sheep and breeding all these animals uh, so that they can bring it to the, uh, bring it to the temple and to, and to offer it. Uh, and there's just, it seems like, uh, like there's a whole lot. Uh, I'm saying that to say under grace, in the New Testament church, as we come to the storehouse, I'm glad uh, that we don't have to do all the stuff that they did uh, back then. But I also believe this, uh, that under grace, um, our spirit and attitude under grace should be much more uh, loving, much more generous uh, because of all that God has. They would sacrifice something to cover their sins. Uh, Your sins have been forgiven. 
Uh, and, and there's something, I, I feel like I can't ever outgive the Lord, but, but I'm going to spend the rest of my life in serving Him and giving to Him and never be able to repay Him for what He did for me uh, on Calvary. Uh, so, so realize that uh, in Scripture, there's a lot to be said about that. But here in 1 Chronicles 29, uh, we find David preparing with all of his might. Verse number two, he says, Now I've prepared with all of my might for the house of my God, the gold for things to be made of gold and silver, and, uh, and all the list of items that they had there. There's four things that I want to point out in this morning's message briefly uh, about generosity and joy. Um, we're giving. You've heard the expression, it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many actually believe that, all right? That's a loaded question. You should raise your hand. Uh, it is more blessed, blessed to give uh, than to receive. Uh, and you know, we know what it's like to receive. Uh, we all enjoy uh, receiving a gift or uh, someone does something nice or they pick up the tab at a, uh, uh, at a restaurant or whatever. All of those things, those are blessings. And we ought to count them as blessings. Be grateful. Thank the Lord and thank them uh, and uh, for all that uh, is done. But to give, uh, to help someone, uh, whether it's a benevolence thing, there's just something about that. Uh, and by the way, uh, uh, this, what we're doing today is different than almsgiving. Uh, when the Bible says that you give alms, it's like if you, uh, if you give somebody, um, a homeless person, uh, a meal, a sandwich. Um, when you take a selfie with a homeless person and post it on Facebook, um, you've already received your reward. Um, what you ought to do is you ought to help somebody uh, and you know, give them a meal and don't tell anybody. Uh, and uh, so all this stuff about somebody just knocks on a door and says, I want to, and, and they got somebody with a, a phone, like, we're, you know, how much do you pay for rent? Uh, why, who are you and why do you want, because we want to pay your rent today. And they do that, all that, all that is self-serving. So almsgiving in Bible, the Bible says we're supposed to do those things which are in secret and God will reward you openly. Uh, so there's much to be done in a prayer closet, uh, things that are be, to be done for the Lord that nobody should know about. All right, and uh, there are times where uh, where some of those things are communicated. Yes, and it's a necessity. Uh, but uh, but if you just you know um, you know you pay for somebody's groceries uh, at uh, at Safeway uh, and then you just pose for pictures like I just paid this person's groceries bill, um, that is uh, that's not a godly thing. All right, so be very careful about that. But but. First of all, with this generosity and the joy that they had, I want to point out, number one, the cause to which they gave. The cause to which they gave. Uh, we know that uh, God, uh, through the Old Testament, uh, He had no necessarily permanent dwelling place. He moved as the children of Israel went. He, he dwelt in tents, the Bible says. In fact, uh, when they desired to build Him a house, uh, God kind of uh, gave some pushback, didn't He? He said, uh, I've not dwelt in that, you know, I don't need this, and I've, this is what I've done, uh, and, uh, but they desired to do it, and, and, and God knew their heart and why they wanted to. It was a, it was a, a great cause. Uh, like I said earlier, it was a, uh, a, an exceeding magnificent cause. Uh, it was a great work, uh, which we read about here in verse number one. Uh, it's young uh, and tender, and the work is great. Uh, it is a Bible described this place as a wonderful, great place. Uh, so they had a cause. Now we know, again, 
uh, we're, we're raising, we're pledging money to, 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 um, to remodel a kitchen. But the cause of Christ in the local church, uh, the Bible says that the church is the pillar and ground of truth. It is the place where God dwells. He dwells in us. If you're saved today, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, he lives and dwells in you. But God has much to say about the local church. I love the local church. I love it mainly and first and foremost because God loved the local church. The Bible says he loved it and he gave, it, gave his son to die for it. So we ought to love what God loves and, uh, and, uh, and hate what God hates, all that being true. Uh, but the cause of, of, of Christ is a great cause. Uh, we know we cannot give the Lord. And, I, and if you've been here for any length of time, you know uh, that we don't take up lots of special offerings. Uh, I've been in churches where uh, as a missionary uh, comes in and, uh, and uh, well, we're going to take up a special, uh, a special offering for the missionary. And then the next week this and that. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and on a fact, years ago, it was, it was, it was Sally, Sally Stanette, years and years ago, we'll pray for her. And, uh, and uh, she, uh, she said, Pastor, uh, she said, you can't get blood out of her turnip. Because <laughs> uh, we're a special offering in our uh, church plant to death. And uh, I said, well, I said, if you stop milking a cow, it'll dry up. Uh, and, uh, and so she just looked at me like a calf looking at a new gate. Uh, and uh, she's, uh, I, I exacted her agriculture farming analogy uh, one for the other. Um, but the thing is, we don't do that a whole lot here at Berean Baptist Church. Just, a, just this time of the year, Christmas, uh, where we do for other people. Uh, and, uh, and but... But the local church is important. It's important to God. Uh, and and, and we, ought to, we ought to take pride in uh, this place. Uh, I'm not preaching on this, but where the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart be also. Um, one, of the most, one of the most misused places in our church is that kitchen. Uh, it, gets, it gets destroyed um, now, we destroyed it the other in a very bad way uh, when we're doing those events. But I'm just talking about people just going in there and uh, in whatever. Everything from, you know, people taking food that don't belong to them to, you know. The, I, the other day, we just, we couldn't find a can opener. Uh, and uh, we're trying to, trying to hurry and do stuff. We had to run to the mission house to get the can opener. Uh, but there's been can, op- can opener after can opener after can opener bought for that, that kitchen. It has disappeared. You know what happens? Your can opener breaks, and so you just hork it from the kitchen and take it home. And uh, there's all this stuff missing all the time. Like, uh, and uh, uh, crumbs this and that, whatever. I'm saying all that to say uh, that if you invest today, and I love my church off for that kitchen, then that kitchen is going to mean something to you. Uh, when, when you see somebody slamming a, a, a cabinet, brand new cabinet door, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, relax. Why? Because you gave to where your, where your treasure is, your heart will be also, is a principle uh, in the Bible. Uh, if, if, you don't, uh, if you don't love something like you should love it, uh, you just you invest in it, and guess what will happen? You'll begin to love it. Uh, and the, the local church is no different. It's a principle that is borne out in Scripture. The cause to which they gave is a great cause. The cause to which we give as a local church, whether it's our tithes, offerings, missions, money, if it's, if it's a kitchen, if it's whatever, uh, it is the cause of Christ, which is a great cause. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the cause to which they gave justified all of their enthusiasm and all of their liberality. Uh, we just cannot, um, we cannot outgive God. Uh, I thanked everybody for coming out the other night and, and, uh, and 
participating in the dinner uh, and then also in the, uh, the dessert dash. Uh, to give a, kind of a little bit of, uh, of example or insight into that, uh, there are some tables where you have six people at a table uh, and they bid on a dessert, one table bid, 220 bucks uh, on, uh, and I can't remember which dessert it was, uh, and, uh, and $220, another table bid, $200. Uh, I've been at, I've been at uh, those types of things at TBS where, like our table, we, I think we bought a cheesecake one time for 800 and something dollars. And, uh, and so I had this, this plan that once people started eating their dessert, uh, that I was going to say, hey, I've got a gallon of milk. Uh, who will buy this gallon of milk? I mean, nobody, nobody went for it. <laughs> uh, I didn't have the gallon of milk out. I, I probably should have had it out, uh, had the visual. Uh, maybe they didn't believe me or whatever. He ain't got milk, uh, and, uh, and they didn't. But, but, but the thing is, is that um, I, I think at that point, when people are buying uh, cakes for $220, et cetera, I think, I think probably uh, we're starting to tap out uh, on uh, the participation uh, of, uh, of what we're going to shill out at that thing. But, that's, but when it comes to the Lord's work um, in, 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 in what we do, uh, there's just no greater... I mean, our teenagers, they're a great cause. Would you agree, amen? amen. Uh, but the local church... The cause of Christ is a cause even greater. And, we, and as much enthusiasm as we would, as we would uh, buy a cake or participate in those th- things and tickets and helping young people, um, we ought to take that same kind of enthusiasm into the work of the Lord in general, not just in special events, but just all the time. It's like, man, uh, and uh, a kitchen, uh, and let's, let's, let's do it. And if we're going to do it for the Lord, let's just do it right. Um, you know, I'm just not one who just feels like we ought to give God uh, leftovers. So if you, if, you, if you do this, if you say, I know we're, Pastor, I know you guys are, uh, are remodeling the kitchen and uh, we just replaced our refrigerator at home and uh, can, we, can we give you our old refrigerator for the kitchen? No. You say, well, you're ungrateful. No, I'm not ungrateful. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, uh, but, uh, but you see the difference? Uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't people, in, even in this economy, uh, just, uh, they were just giving their best. And, and to illustrate it uh, into number two, let me, let me say this. Not only was the cost to which they gave a great cause, uh, but what they gave was appropriate, costly, and very generous. Uh, we can read down through here uh, the gold for gold and things for silver uh, and, uh, and read. Uh, look at verse number six. Then the chiefs of the fathers and the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with rulers and the kings were offered willingly and gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents, 10,000 drams of silver, 10,000 talents, and of brass, 18,000 talents, and 100,000 talents of iron. And they gave that, precious stones, everything into the treasure. So, so there was basically a general treasury that was present uh, and then David gave um, of his own wealth, as we read here, uh, and, uh, and uh, we have other accounts to where it names those things specifically. And then all the leaders uh, of Israel at that time uh, gave, and the Bible gives that description there. Uh, I've got just a, a, a little bit of, of notes here. All this, uh, so just to kind of put it in terms that we would understand. So the sum, the sum that was accumulated in the public treasury from 1 Chronicles chapter number 22, uh, verse number 14, uh, if, we, if we just went at a, uh, a talent or by weight of gold is approximately $25,000. I preached this sermon, I don't know what the, what the cost of gold is right now, but when, it's up higher than what 
this was. All right. Um, there was uh, $2,500,000,000 uh, $2, in the gold and $1.7 billion in silver in, that had already been accumulated in the public treasury. Then David personally contributed from uh, verse number four, 3,000 talents of gold, uh, 7,000. Now, we're just talking about the gold and silver. Uh, it's not talking about the brass and other things that were brought without measure. Um, David personally, uh, and he has us here. And this is why I'm, I'm mentioning this, because you're gonna, you might write on a pledge card your name and say, I'm going to give this. And somehow, some way you think you're doing something bad uh, because you're putting your name to a pledge. You're not. It's the, in Scripture we find, here's, David says, I'm going to give willingly, and then it lists out what he gave. Are you following me? Uh, and so he personally contributed $82 million worth of gold uh, and $12 million worth of silver, besides everything else. Uh, and then when they, then when they uh, sanctified and, and dedicated the house, there was, there was even a whole lot more where it's like, oh, it was 120,000 this and 120,000 uh, of critters and things and kind of stuff, everything that they did for that. Uh, in, in verse number seven of our text, um, the assembled rulers gave $125 million worth of gold and $17 million worth of silver. So just gold and silver accumulated for the house of God, $4.4 billion with a B dollars. The only one who can even possibly contemplate that uh, just bowed out of the presidential race uh, and, uh, uh, with his billions and billions and billions of dollars. It wouldn't be something you could just, just go out and blow, you know, $600 million. That's just another subject. Some of you, maybe, maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, and uh, I'm saying all, it was a whole lot of money. And they gave their best to the Lord. But the cause... Uh, which they had was a great cause, justified their enthusiasm, justified their liberality. Uh, what they gave was appropriate, costly, and generous. But then notice, thirdly, how they gave in verse number nine. The Bible says, Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly, uh, because with a perfect heart they offered willingly uh, to the Lord. So it was, it was, a, it was a free will offering. Uh, today, you can, you can take a card, uh, stick it in your Bible and take it home, throw it in the trash, whatever. There's no, like, if you don't give, uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you go to the kitchen door because you want to go in there and have a bagel next week, there's no, nobody's going to be at the door saying, hey, did you give to the, to the kitchen offering? No, no bagels for you. Uh, hit the road, Jack. Uh, it, 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 it's not like that. Um, but it's just something that, that we're doing that we do willingly. It was the precedent in Scripture over and over and over and over again. In fact, they had built into their system what they would actually give for free will offerings uh, and offer to the Lord and, and, and why those things were important. And then fourthly, uh, the consequence uh, of their giving. Uh, in verse number nine, it says, And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. They and the king. Uh, they rejoiced uh, with, for what they had done. So we find in this passage a personal consecration and an example uh, by David uh, and, uh, and what he had given and he, what he pledged and, uh, and, and he said that. And then the leaders uh, that were there and this is what they pledged. And, uh, and I'm sure uh, with, uh, with, uh, in our mind, here's what we think would happen. And I don't think this is what happened then. Uh, but today we think, well, 
it's coercive to, to take a pledge or, or whatever. Um, it should never be that way. Uh, it, it's just something, that it should be our, our privilege to participate uh, in that. Uh, can you imagine uh, as you read the scripture, what had, was going through the minds of people back then, who, by the way, lived in, you know, in many of them, uh, fr- you know, uh, hand to mouth. Uh, they would, uh, it was an economy that uh, was completely different. When, when, when you look at the amount of things uh, in gold and silver and everything, what your, your takeaway has to be, they just loved God. And they wanted for God what was the best. Uh, and, uh, and, and when you do that and you give sacrificially uh, and, and, you, and, you, and you do it the way that God wants you to do it, Sometimes, sometimes you, uh, you go without. Uh, that's just how it was then, and how, it, how it is now. Uh, but we, we give it, and when we do it, because we believe to give is more blessed uh, than to receive, uh, we do so with joy uh, and rejoicing. It was a personal consecration and example, but then it was a willing cooperation by everybody. Everybody participated in it. I said a moment ago, if you d- decide not to, there's going to be nobody uh, checking. There's, you know, uh, if you ever gone to um, uh, a, a, a convenience store and they've got uh, the pictures and maybe the, the checks of people who came in there and bought stuff and, uh, and it bounced or whatever, and it's like, don't take checks from these people. And like the pictures are right there. They got them off the security cam uh, and, uh, and uh, shaming them or whatever and doing that. Uh, there's going to be no list anywhere in the building. Uh, these people are not allowed into the kitchen. <laughs> Nothing like that. Um, but I do believe also that there is a point to be made uh, that everybody should participate. Uh, even a little bit, you know, $5, $10, whatever it is, uh, and, uh, so, that we can, so that we can make an exceeding magnificent kitchen. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but just to be a blessing. And then uh, we see the appropriateness in this, of their service and their gifts and how it was animated with a true spirit of joy and enthusiasm. And here's where I'll leave us. It's 12 o'clock. Um, joy and enthusiasm should be what we feel every time we give our tithes and offerings, uh, every time we participate in missions. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, let's do, uh, we had, um, here, uh, I'll, I'm going to illustrate it this way, uh, and then I'll be done. Um, a couple weeks ago or whatever, uh, we, had, we had someone here, I can't remember the whole scenario, it just popped in my mind, uh, but the question was uh, expressed to me, uh, Pastor, are, are we going to do something for this person? And, uh, and, and I'd already planned on and already had done some things for them, but, but when that question was asked of me, there's a part of me that thought, you know what, they didn't know or understand, here's what we've already done or whatever. They, just, they basically just came to me because they had a heart for that individual and thought we should do something for them. Let's, let's take an opportunity and do something special for them. Uh, and, uh, and, and I appreciated that type of enthusiasm and joy that had come at that point perhaps from someone uh, who, who just, they just wanted to be a blessing. That's the kind of thing we should desire and want to in the house of God to participate, have joy. You say, well, what if I'm not cheerful? What if I don't have joy? Uh, and uh, should I not give? Uh, well, that's up to you, and that's between you and the Lord. Uh, but uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is, um, we have a great cause in doing that. So um, 
all of that to say in a moment, we're going to take up that offering. And just asking you to, I've been asking you to pray. Every year we, we do it at the same time. If you're here today and you're new to our church, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Uh, if you're like, no, I'm new, but I want to, you know, I want to participate, you feel free to do that. Uh, if you leave here today and you don't participate uh, for one reason or the other, um, that is okay. Uh, also, uh, we'll do uh, a little bit of it next week again as well for those who are not here, uh, and then we'll have a, a tally and uh, know the budget of what we're going to do uh, back there uh, as well. Um, but in, but if, when you invest uh, in, in church things, when you invest in uh, heavenly things, uh, there's a promise of God attached to it. And I don't want you to forget that uh, today. Uh, and so let's do this. Let's all stand. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pray here. Uh, and and uh, we're going to have an invitation time.